Good evening. What are you doing? I am truly excited to be with my beloved Armenian friends. I am truly Jesus, who is called the Messiah. 
17, it says, Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David. Fourteen from David to the exile to Babylon. And fourteen from the exile to the Messiah. I want to highlight three things about God from this genealogy. Three truths about God. Three truths that I hope they would grasp our hearts. Especially in situations when we are in we are waiting for something to happen in our life. We are in a season in church calendar, it's called the Advent. Starting from four Sundays before Christmas, the church celebrates the Advent season. Advent is a time of waiting. We remember how the people of God were waiting for the promised Messiah. As the church, we look forward in waiting for the second coming of this Messiah Waiting is a big, big part of our experience as human beings. Many of us have been waiting for something good to happen in our marriage. Many of us have been waiting for something happen for our children. Maybe we are waiting for some healing in our life. Maybe we are waiting for a relationship that is broken to be restored. We have hopes and dreams and we are waiting for them. And many times we wait in frustration and disappointment. Where are you, God? Why hasn't this thing come? A few, a couple of weeks ago, the first Iranian young person was executed because of the recent revolution in Iran. And there was a video clip of his mother crying to God, you know, why has this happened to my son? And people were posting comments on the social media platforms under that video clip. Many were saying there is no God with all this injustice happening. Many wrote comments like God is sleeping in his winter sleep time. We hope that God wakes up 
Iranians have been waiting for freedom for decades. So we are all familiar with waiting. And sometimes we get discouraged and disappointed. The people of Israel have been waiting for the Messiah for centuries, and many were disappointed. Many were discouraged. Where is God? Why are we under the, the burden of the Roman Empire? Where is the Messiah? When is he coming? So to give hope to these people, Matthew starts with the genealogy of Jesus Christ. He's proclaiming a message of hope for people who are waiting. Verse 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. What Matthew is saying is this. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of God's promises. Abraham and David. For those you who have been waiting for the fulfillment of his promises, the time of fulfillment has come in Jesus. God made a promise to Abraham in Genesis 12. Abraham, I, will, I will bless you. And a person will come in your family who will bless all the families of the earth. Centuries later, God promised to David. A son will come from your line, David, who will sit on God's throne and rule forever. Who will rule, who will establish his kingdom forever. We read, about, we read that verse in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, a son is given. And his kingdom will be forever. So basically Matthew is saying, God's promise to Abraham and God's promise to David has now appeared. So the first thing we learn about God's character is God is faithful to his promises. Don't give up hope in your life if you're waiting for something. God has not forgotten. You might not see what God is doing in your life. 
It might not fit our time frame or our expectations. But God is faithful. God is not in his winter sleep. God is not indifferent to your pain and suffering. He hasn't forgotten you. You can count on God's faithfulness. The second truth we learn about God from this genealogy. I want to refer to verse 17. There were 14 generations involved from Abraham to David. 14 from David to the exile to Babylon. And 14 from the exile to the Messiah. The second point we need to be reminded of about God is that God is in control of history and in control of your life. History is not running amok. God knows what he's doing and he's fulfilling his plan. A lot of commentators believe that uh, the number 14 is a symbolic number. The name David in Hebrew has the numerical value of 14. And three is one of the numbers of completion. So basically, Matthew, through this genealogy, is making this claim. That God has a detailed plan. He is fulfilling his plans exactly as he has thought through that. Nothing is happening by accident. It's happening according to God's timetable and God's design and plan. When Israel is experiencing victory during the time of David, when Israel is experiencing the glory of the temple during the time of Solomon, or when Israel is following idols during the times of Manasseh, and Israel is being punished and going into exile, there were 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the time of exile, 14 generations from exile to the time of the Messiah. God is in control of history. During, 
kinds of triumph and victory and, and obedience. During the times of failure and sin. God is with his people and directing his plans. So you can count on God's plans for your life. It might not have worked out as you had imagined. But God has been traveling with you. Emmanuel has been with us this whole time. You are never abandoned. God has never left you. An author said, even if you don't see the hand of God in your life, what he's doing, trust his heart. He has proven his heart was on the cross. So you can trust that God is in control. He knows what he's doing. God is not surprised. God is not shocked. God is So we can trust in God's promises. We can trust in God's sovereignty of history and our lives. And the third truth I want us to, to remember. That God can use everyone. God can use everyone to pursue his God dreams for his people. Nobody is beyond hope. Nobody's life is wasted if they are willing to say yes to God. Nobody is rejected who is not fit. Where do I see this? When we look at the names in this genealogy, we see the names of men and women who really messed up big with their lives. We see the names of people like Rahab, who was a prostitute. You can't get more down and out than Rahab in the Bible. But she said yes to God's dreams. She ended up being in the genealogy of the Son of God when he was you have Ruth from a, a background of idolatry who says yes to God in her life. You, the, the genealogy refers to Bathsheba, a woman who was sexually assaulted and violated by David. And you also see men who messed up, people like David himself. Evil, 
evil kings like Manasseh, one of the most idolatrous, bloodthirsty kings of Israel. In this genealogy. Nobody is so messed up that God says, no, I can't use this person. This person is useless. There is always hope for them. And in the hands of God, you can be an instrument of the story of redemption. You can be the person through which the love of God is moving forward in someone's life. You can be the person through your through uh, your kindness, your forgiveness, your service. They can be touched by the love of Jesus. So this is the third truth we learn from this genealogy. There is hope for everyone and God can use anyone. So, so we all have areas in our life where we are waiting for something to happen. Waiting, difficult waiting. Is not a time of resignation and being upset and frustrated. <laughs> Biblical waiting is a waiting in confidence and hope. And that, and that hope is based on the fact of Christmas. Because God has entered into the depth of our darkness, there is always hope. Because God has declared himself to be Emmanuel, God with us, there is always hope. Because God in Christ went on the cross to give his ultimate life for us, there is always hope. Because this God who is faithful is coming back to set up his perfect kingdom, there is always our life might not work out exactly the way we had planned as we had imagined it might not happen in our timetable but we know that God is faithful God is with us and God will use us. I've often used this, this uh, metaphor in my, in my messages. God is writing a beautiful symphony of redemption. Our whole life is just one note in this symphony. 
Play your notes with hope. This is what we are declaring. Thank you.